Hey guys, I'm Keith Finch. And I'm Jack. And we have shoved Caleb in a dumpster for not doing yeah. his homework. And we will get to why after the sponsor banner. <laughs> so Jack, what was Caleb supposed to do his homework on? Uh, Caleb was supposed to watch one of the greatest movies of the last year, at least, uh, Top Gun Maverick. Caleb failed to do this, thus his dumpster status. <laughs> <laughs> and uh but you and i have watched this movie and i'm sure a lot of our audience has watched this movie but uh we're finally getting to our review of said movie after waiting very patiently for caleb to do his homework and he did yeah, not Yeah, we were supposed to do this a month ago at least yeah actually june we talked about doing this in june yeah and caleb was like yeah let me go see it what month is it now, Keith? It is not June. It is, in fact, August. But this movie is still in theaters. <laughs> it is. I, I I checked just before. It's at three of my local theaters still, which is, uh, that's a hell of a run for a movie. And honestly, it freaking deserves it. Because, yeah. dear God, was this a well-done movie. Yes. Um. So, before we get into this, spoiler warning we're probably going to talk about some stuff that in this movie that if you haven't seen it would be spoiling of the movie for you to see mm -hmm. um if you happen to be someone who might have to edit this video <laughs> and you you haven't seen the movie well whoopsie <laughs> you had your chance you had your chance kid you blew it you blew it. Um, <laughs> and and also we should we should be clear about something. Uh, we try and talk about relevant news to the gun world. We talk about relevant releases, you know, all that stuff. Sometimes none of that's really going on. Yeah, and, and this, our this is just one of those weeks, and this was one of those. This is one of those creative projects that the the studio did, and they did an excellent job on, and it's going to be worth. It's going to be worth repeating how good this movie is for a very long time because this is right. going to stand out as an excellent, excellent piece. And not just like military cinematography in, in the fact that it's a military-themed movie, but it's just a damn good movie. <laughs> so it, it is not a movie that, like, it's not one of those rare sequels that stands on its own that's actually better than the movie that came before it. A really great example of that to me is The Dark Knight. Mm -hmm. you don't need to see batman begins you can just start with the dark knight and get a fantastic movie out of it and go wow what a great experience it's actually better than the original this film i don't i don't know if that's possible no and i don't think it was built on that concept it was very much from the get-go it's built with you knowing the events of top gun so if you haven't yeah. seen top gun and i met a few people recently who had not seen top gun and i'm like well it's been out a minute you <laughs> what are you waiting for yeah i met a few people who had not seen top gun who then wanted to see top gun maverick because they saw all the hype and all the excellent uh excellent commentary surrounding top gun maverick and they're like well i haven't seen the top gun um you you can watch this movie and have an enjoyable experience without seeing top gun but you are going to be playing catch up and need to hit either 
Wikipedia or IMDb or something, somewhere where there's a synopsis to fill in some information gaps. It can't stand on its own. But if you have seen Top Gun, Top Gun Maverick picks up in an excellent spot and get, is going to give you all the feels from the original movie. And yes. Some. It's, you know, one, the original Top Gun is well over 30 years old at this point. Um, I don't know what Tom Cruise's skincare routine is. But it is worth every penny. Um, <laughs> it's a good one. He, he's clearly older, but he is not as old looking as his co his, his people he was in the movie with. Oh yeah, um, Val Kilmer makes his uh, entrance again as Iceman, and uh, clearly Tom Cruise has gotten. Uh, and they they respect Val Kilmer very yes. much in the movie. They do excellently with the fact that Val Kilmer has uh has a disability and they yeah. work around it fantastically they do great credit to him him uh as an actor and then his character they do credit to both uh but it's very clear that tom has like nat 20 on all his i'm getting older checks what's gonna go first and it's clearly like well you're, you're just gonna look distinguished sir That's right he's always he, out for you he <laughs> He definitely looks like a pilot. Like he does. every mm-hmm. pilot I've ever seen who keeps their health up, they all look like this guy. Um, and the movie starts with this concept of a hypersonic. I don't know if it's a fighter, but it is a plane. It's it's a hypersonic test plane. A let's let's hit the credit scene first. The opening credits roll. Oh yeah! And if you have seen the original Top Gun and just how much that soundtrack gets you hyped for the movie, you get every single one of those feels back immediately during the opening credits in Maverick, and you're just like, oh, "It's here again!" I did not. Yes. I did not expect to be so hyped to see F-35s. I, I wasn't either. And but you get a good shot of one, you know, on the deck of the carrier and like, oh, it's the 35. They have that too. Like they it, there's a lot of just like if you're a playing guy, you're gonna come to this movie, you're gonna get what you wanted to see. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the, the carrier scene isn't part of the story, uh, but it is it 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 kind of picks up with where Top Gun, the original one, does its own thing as well, where they start with like the idea of like, hey. We're in, we're in stuff, you know, we're going to show you this military stuff and all this cool stuff that goes around it, but they actually take it some steps further throughout Top Gun Maverick. There's more stuff going on where they, you know, they show some of the other jobs that are kind of connected to fighter pilots. And it's, and so one of the big things is anytime you see an actor in a cockpit and they're flying and they're doing stuff that's real mm-hmm. so they talk to the navy and they put them in the back seat of f-18s um put a yeah, bunch they, of cameras put, in there they put them in f-18 f models because the e models the single seater and the f models the two seater yeah these guys were actually flying in the f model f-18s on planes that needed re mid-air refueling time yep. so that they're up there for a while they can burn a lot of fuel and they just had the pilots put them through stuff. So, one, big props to these people who are, like, sitting there having to run their own cameras, remember their lines, emote, and do the job. I know acting 
is sometimes viewed as like, it's not that hard. They just read the paper. It's just adult pretending. It's like, bro, you it well. You pretend to be anything other than shitting your pants in the back of an F-18 doing some of the stuff that they're doing. Please, please do that. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Um. Dude, and... I, I've I've seen some absolute I, some people I know who are some hard people, some absolute badass motherfuckers. I've seen them. They go on rides like that. They'll go up in a plane, a high G plane, and then at four Gs, they're just like, Bligger. yeah, and they're gone. There's a great <laughs> video of one of the guys singing "Highway to the Danger Zone" doing six Gs, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, what? That's six times normal earth gravity this dude's like how i'm like no i could not (laughs) um so they're up there they're doing that they do a lot more stuff Uh, i should i should say there are a couple of scenes where they're in they're in cockpits where they're not actually flying I, i did misspeak there that does occur um but they do a lot of stuff where they are showing one of my big critiques with Top Gun is if you watch it with a critical eye towards like, okay, what what are the dogfights look like? You can't really tell in Top Gun 1. The most you really get is like some gun cam footage mm-hmm. um, and like shots of planes doing different stuff, but there, there's no real spatial awareness. That is not the case in Maverick. No, they do an <laughs> excellent job of showing you where these planes are, what's their relation. Uh, you get a lot of shout outs on distance, on closing speeds, on like you are you are kept very aware of what's going on in the air with these planes. And I think that's very cool. That's a detail that they paid attention to. And it was very cool. So to jump back to the plot real quick, we have the opening the opening plot arc, which is... Uh, Tom Cruise is now a test pilot and he's testing a scramjet hypersonic fighter uh, for the Navy. And their goal is to make this thing go Mach 10. And uh, what, one of the opening story arcs is that, you know, their original goal was, okay, right now in our development cycle, because these things are developed over time, they're tested, they're tweaked, they're analyzed, they're tested again, tweaked and analyzed over and over and over again through slow incremental as safe as you can processes like the original goal um as we're we're opening with him because we go from the carrier straight to this you know test field right and today Um, is the mach 9 test but then then admiral grumpy pants shows up and uh, is like no I'm shutting you down, Maverick. This is taking money from my drone program. I like uh, me some drones. If it's you like, watch likes drones, but the if military you watch movies like military movies, there's always like the background problem. Yeah, and in the the mid to like 2010 area, it was always the PMCs, uh-huh. and now it's like the drones. The drones. <laughs> the drones are taking her jobs. Pretty soon it'll be the drone PMCs. <laughs> um, which also real. Uh, but, yeah, but not that problematic. I, I love the idea that there's just like some general out there who's like, I need money for drones. And they're like, uh, well, of course you could have money for drones. But those are really useful. 
And he's like, but I want more money for your house. <laughs> they're like, they're like we, we gave you a really big check, sir. In fact, yeah, we're, like not, we, uh, we're in fact not going to repair any of the barracks again uh, then, so that and, you can have drones. <laughs> so, so now he's driving to this test field to shut it down. Bro, he doesn't have to be there. No, he he's can just call. They're like, what but, are they going to do? They, open the safe and like drop all the like the plane the, money. The like, plane money. <laughs> my man is literally throwing a for sale sign on top of the Dark Star. And yep. they like, hey, come and get this thing. <laughs> <laughs> like, and, oh, and it's Ed Harris too. And he plays it to the T. It's, well, it's well done. I was glad to see him in a role like that in this movie. And so he shows up. And we get a we get a classic, you know, bit of bit of humor for this style of movie where Tom Cruise takes off directly over top of him, blows his hat down, the roof on the uh, little little guard shack pops up and comes down real quick. It's a funny moment and it, it's entertaining. And then he goes and joins all the support staff who are running all the test machines on the Dark Star as Tom's going in and going away. And, they, and of course, Ed's like, bring him back. He's got to land. And Cruz is like, well, I didn't hear him. So I'm going to make funny radio noises. It's <laughs> <laughs> extra funny to me because I do that to me and Keith's boss on, oh, all the on time. calls. <laughs> I'm like, I'm always like, I'll hear you. And I swear to you, it works every time. So when I saw it in the theater, I was just like, I know that move. <laughs> that's, that's a good move. High quality, would recommend. And, and so he, the rest rest of the scene, we get Tom pushing, you know, hitting Mach 9, hitting Mach 10, saving everyone's jobs and being the hero. And then he's like, we can go a little further. And then his plane go kaboom. Right. He, he disintegrates what I'm guessing is a billion dollar plane. Oh, yeah. He, like, he just <laughs> lit nine he just lit 10 figures on all all of that all on fire all the drone money everywhere just gone and i love the idea that this test pilot crashes this plane and then walks into a diner Um, oh that that scene was like every every scene on it's very clear just how much craftsmanship was put into every space of this movie and that scene sealed it for me so hard because he's he's well toasted he just went through a you know the fastest plane crash ever and and he survived and he wanders into this little tiny you know town diner all like charred and in a uh in a high altitude flight suit, which looks a lot like a space suit. <laughs> He's just like grabs this thing of water. It's like, I'm very thirsty now. Uh, yeah, I love the idea that not every CSAR aspect in the world would have been just like routed directly yeah, to just this like problem. Immedi- immediately going there, they knew ex- exactly where he was. And he, he then What's asked that even the talking about, at like- large, uh, where am I? And a, an adorable <laughs> little kid goes, Earth. I don't care how many times we do that joke. It's still funny to me. It I is. still laugh at that joke. It's, it was so well done. And the, the theater, every time I saw the movie three times in theaters, which tells you a lot because that's not cheap to do anymore. No. Um, I um, saw it three times in theaters. I laughed every time. The whole theater busted up every time. It is such a well-delivered joke. Like, of course, the little small town kid is like, this is definitely an alien. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so 
we then we then fast forward to the real problem. Um, one, I love the fact that we continue to shit on Maverick's military career. Mm-hmm. That at no point did he ever like try and figure out how to be an adult. He's just yeah. like I, I'm a I'm a Toys R Us kid, and no one has ever been like Maverick. Uh, sure, you shot down four planes, but you are an asshole. They would have they would have jettisoned him out of the military so long ago, yeah. and they do kind of cover for that. They're like they they cover um, they cover for that apparently, uh, like because they they say he got in trouble and then he got in trouble again and then he got in trouble. They keep alluding it, uh, alluding to it in the movie that you know he keeps getting in a spot of trouble, but then Val Kilmer, uh, whose career outpaced his, was always like, "Nope, that's my wingman. We're <laughs> keeping him." Uh, which is an odd inverse of their actual careers. Right. <laughs> um, and th- the real problem now is that there is a mission, and I'm going to call it what it is. It's the Death Star. Yeah, it's the Death Star run. Like, we needed to find a reason for these pilots to fly a mission with F-18s, because that's what they could get a hold of, um, and they're at one point they're like, oh, they're GPS blockers, so the F thirty five and F twenty two are out. And I'm like, what's That's not how that works? What? And I think that was the moment the the movie kind of put its arm around me like a like a favorite uncle and pulled me aside and was like, hey kid, we're a fucking movie, so we're gonna do the thing that makes it happen for the movie, and you need to stop asking so many damn questions. I was like, you right, movie, you are a movie. <laughs> And I'm not going to ask any more questions about why the F-35 and F-22 don't have GPS signal in this area and therefore can't operate. But yeah, the F-35... The, the, uh, the nickel deposits or whatever in the mountains <laughs> of not Russia. <laughs> yeah, uh, clearly not Russia. They have to fly through a trench under the SAM sites, which I also love the idea of like we were setting up our defenses for our area. And they're like, okay, well, we put uh, SAMs on the top of the mountain so they can't fly anywhere. And nobody's like, should we put a SAM in, like, the valley? Should Yeah, should should we, like, at, at, at least the start of the valley so, like, no one can fly into it? Should we protect that? And everyone's like, nah, nobody would try Nah, that. fam, nah, nah. No, <laughs> you'd have to be crazy. You'd have to be the best pilot in the world. Which, um, which is hilarious because not only is it shown that, like, all these F-18 pilots can do it, but during later fight scenes between them and the enemy fighters, they're doing it too. They're all just chilling in there doing their thing. Like <laughs> this was this was clearly a lot easier than y'all let on. Like it's not nothing, but someone should have thought about this. Like at least had one guy go up and be like, hey, can you fly that valley? And this is if also you can, we should put missiles there. This is also <laughs> the problem of post-Ukraine conflict Russian enemies. Yeah. When you're like, oh, the Russian ADA net of S-300s and S-400s will prevent any fighter craft. Oh, oh, apparently not. Apparently, apparently they're not, not they, very they, good. They do, they do have friendly fire on, though, and occasionally one just goes, I return to home. Like, they're hyping up all this, like, Russian tech under this, I don't know why I'm holding a screwdriver. Don't worry about that. Under this unnamed, like, enemy that they wanted to call Russia but couldn't. And like, oh, they have these fifth generation Russian fighters. I'm like, that thing is not flying. No, no, no. 
it, I think the very next week after this movie dropped in theaters, like some photos got leaked of it, and there are actually wooden screws yes, holding yes. a lot of the panels together on the fifty-seven like, right now. Not and you're like, hmm. <laughs> now I'm no aircraftologist, but <laughs> like, I I understand that in, in like a certain level, propaganda exists on everything. But when we're nicer to you in our propaganda than you are in reality, you've got some problems. Uh huh. So he has to train these young pilots, which shockingly enough includes the son of Goose. Yep. Um, which they did not call Duck, and I'm forever <laughs> right. saddened about it. <laughs> Missed opportunity. But they call he him is Rooster instead. Yeah, they call him Rooster. Um, and one they do get into like every pilot's nickname is not a fun nickname. No. Every every guy and girl in this crew, shocker, there's you know. A female yep, there's, pilot. There's They've female been there pilots. for years, guys. Um, somebody was like, female pilots in the new Top Gun. And I'm like, female pilots in the U.S. military. For right. Fe- female pilots in Longer than I've life. been alive. Like, what they, the fuck they, are you talking they about? They are real. They, they do exist. And uh, they're, they're going over this stuff. And they're like, okay, well, we're going to, you know, like, we call this guy this thing because he does. He's a dickhead. So we called him this. And I'm not like, okay, well, that's actually kind of like funny and real. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of callbacks. I'm not going to go through every detail of the training scheme because just like the friendly father's arm around me, the movie was like, we're going to we're gonna make you think that Tom Cruise isn't going on this mission. He will be. Just relax but, and let us get there. Like, us. We're going to have some fun in the meantime. And uh, Miles, I don't know what his last name is. My, uh, Miles, Miles uh, Teller, I think. Miles Teller. Uh, fantastic. This guy yeah, did, did well. Although I, I have to get it, my favorite character in that whole sequence, it's Bob. Bob is amazing. I, I love Bob. He's Bob not a pilot. Is... He's the electronics warfare officer. He's the second seater in the two-seater F-18. And uh, he he gets uh, paired up with the the main chick pilot. There are like two or three of them. Uh, he gets paired up with her, and like he's he's like this turbo nerd, but he's really good at the electronic warfare job, and he very clearly understands his job well as the second seat in that. He he does a great job as the as the second seat in the F eighteen, and he's he's just hilarious when he gets introduced. He's oh, what's your call sign, Bob? Uh, <laughs> no no your your call sign man what do we call you and he goes bob bob <laughs> what's it stand which, for it stands for bob funny funny enough there are a lot of call signs that get handed out just like that too like hmm, you're bob now um yeah so that that's kind of cool there's a love interest in this movie i could not care less about it no that yeah that like it exists they solely. Did, they did it in a in a classy manner. Like it, it's not. And it's it is not, a callback to a line from from this. But guys, at the end of the day, I'm I'm happy this existed for whoever it existed for. But it was not for me. No. Um. They they do it classy, <laughs> and it's it's well done. It's well integrated in the story. Right. It take away from it, but it also didn't need to be there. Because we know who Maverick's character is, this whole uh, yeah. arc. we know who Maverick <laughs> is from the first movie, and one of the things I like about this movie 
is they didn't treat Maverick like the aging moron. They treated him like the Yoda. He was the grand man. Like, he is the best at this. And it it was acknowledged that he's the best at this. Sure, he's the, he's the old guy. He's the captain. He's the 06, you know, who's been doing this. He's the 06 who should be an 08 two-star admiral. Right. That's, he, that's he, how old he is. But he is the acknowledged expert and they play that off pretty well they don't they don't treat him like oh well the hot shot young pilots you know are are surpassing him he's having to come to terms with the fact that the new generation is no he's still better than the fuck out of all these guys he absolutely he humbles all of them and it is fun to watch i so there's a moment like to understand like where maverick is compared to everybody maverick has killed four enemy combatants the closest guy to him is one, and they're like that guy. Ba- that barely counted. That was, yeah, was that was a was, big over Syria a, that had a, no a, idea you were there. Cold War relic that was just. I got up here, guys, <laughs> and we're gone. <laughs> <laughs> it was half like, th- This dude basically just like looked at it angry, and he got the one air-to-air kill that existed in in this universe. Where Maverick is, yeah, again sitting on three or four, like he is just shy of ace going into this. And then he got a lot of air-to-ground uh, combat mission during GWAT. Right. So they, they so, fill that in that, you know, obvious, obviously Top Gun 1, he's a dedicated air-to-air pilot. He's he's doing F-14. He does fleet protection. But the F-18 is an F-A aircraft. So it has a ground attack role. And apparently he did a lot of ground attack stuff. They, they hype up his background. He's like, this is the only guy with air to air mission kill experience. That's relevant and air to ground mission kill experience. That's relevant. That can teach you guys to pull off the death star run. And so they, they keep training and they eventually finish up for the death, death star run. And Tom pulls it all together, proving you can do it by doing it live himself uh, through the training arc, which he had not flown before. He told them how to fly it, but he always flew in opposition because he was the instructor. Then he flies it himself in like record time. And then Admiral Grumpy Pants number two is like, well, guess you got to go on the mission, Tom. And yeah. Like, Yay! Yeah. Thank God the movie's going to happen, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and they go out there, they go to do the mission and... This is where we're going to get into like serious spoiler tech stuff. So here's what I'm going to do. I know the guy who's who's having to edit this probably skipped this part, but I'll, I'll, I'll try and save him. We're going to talk about the last mission. Whoever's editing this, when we start doing this, you can turn your volume back on, and that means we've stopped talking about it. So they do the mission. They go out to do this thing. They fly through it. There's a couple of problems. And, oh, the fucking Luke Skywalker rooster has to take the final shot with no targeting computer system. Mm-hmm. But he makes it. And then him and and fucking... So Tom Cruise sees a, a Sam flying at rooster, Goose's son. He's like, no! And, like, dives onto the onto the missile. I don't know if that's possible, but the movie. I, I don't. I don't either. But he he takes the hit. It's something we've seen in other movies where one plane will you know try and take the hit for the other. Um, it's done very closely. It's 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 shot well. The the scene is put together well, and he takes the hit, and we lose Maverick. 
Okay, now at this point, we I had about four seconds where I'm like, did they just fucking kill Tom Cruise in this movie? The I did, I did too. I was on them. Old. Um, Old. But it turns out, no. Tom Cruise's character, Pete Maverick, is immune to plane crashes because he has been through more of them, not even unhurt, unscathed. Crashing a plane is a Tuesday to Maverick, yep. apparently. Like He, he crashed like, a billion-dollar one, like, Three months ago. This dude should still be in medical. People should still be checking to see if, like, what kind of fractures take place on a human body when it's ejected from a plane doing Mach 10. Yep. (laughs) And when he gets shot down, he's below the highest point of land. Uh So, yeah, he's, he's, him and, him and his quad of, uh, of, Fighter jets there with with Rooster and and Bob and I'm forgetting her call sign off and then the uh, then the the other pair um, yeah so they're six, they're six guys there, planes, <laughs> they're flying around missiles are going everywhere because you know instead of putting a single Sam site in the valley you know just in case they put like sixty of these things on the mountain and they're just like beep, 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 beep. I will say that in the early well, part of this realistically mission, having a single SAM site covering like one area that's a lot of investment like it's yeah. a lot of money you put right there to protect the thing <laughs> um I absolutely love the part earlier when they're flying in to do the mission and you see like a hundred Patriot missiles yes being launched in to kill all the radar sites um and I'm like, whoa, that's that's actually pretty fucking cool. That's dope. Um, that was a cool that was a cool scene. They watch him go overhead, go streaking in to do their initial strike. You know, wake up the neighbors and and yeah. uh, set set them up to do their turn off and... turn off the turn off all the TVs in the country real fast. Yep. Um. Yeah. So Maverick is immune to being shot down. It actually just is what it takes to wake him up. Um, and then a hind begins hunting him. Mm-hmm. Which, holy because shit. Because again, not Russia. So the not Russian MI24 or 35 <laughs> is like, hmm, it's time to go kill this pilot. He's completely defenseless. And I could take him with like three dudes hopping out of the back of the hind and be like, right. what the fuck at, were you doing? Time to at, get some intel. But no, let's attack him with the chain at gun. best, he has like an M9 that he's never shot. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am a child of the 80s, and I tell you that the MI-28 and 35 live in my nightmares. Um, And the scariest they've ever been before was in Red Dawn. In the Red Dawn ambush where they start blowing the kids up and my favorite character, Robert, dies like an absolute chad. Mm -hmm. Um, Those were very scary. They're not actually hinds. They're they're helicopters. They're they're mocked up to be. They're mocked up to be hinds, but it's the concept um, that is replaced by this scene in Maverick. This scene in Maverick, that thing is fucking scary. Yeah. And like, it, it is it is hunting you, and those dudes are like, hey, you just wrecked our shit. I'm gonna murder the fuck out of you with this really big gun. Um, and then, oh no, the hind has been slain by Rooster. And I'm like, holy shit, they came back to save Tom Cruise. That's awesome. Now, how are they going to get... And then Rooster gets shot down. Yeah, like, Rooster gets shot. It's like, hey, they got him. 
my, my immediate oh, thought my immediate too. thought is like did they just kill goose again i may not be emotionally ready for goose number two to die not not the case he lives nope, nope. he parachutes down and we get a classic tom cruise full-on sprinty scene yeah uh classic sprinty scene where tom is just hauling now after this in my head i started thinking like okay they're gonna roll out uh some csar teams Mm -hmm. and ch-53s and you know at at this point i'm going like are we gonna get a little behind enemy lines i I was expecting like some mh60s with a bunch of Marines in them, running out to do this mission to get these guys, maybe even PJs. Like, I was thinking, yeah. like, how cool would that be if they had, like, some high-altitude jumping-in PJs to get them out? Or, like, a, that uh, system where they inflate the balloon and the yeah. C-130 comes and picks you up, like, which I don't think we've used since Vietnam, but it's No, cool. no, it, it did and not it, actually work that well. Turns out if you just scoop somebody up at 0 to 140 on a drag probably line, painful. it's bad for the body. <laughs> I mean, Tom Cruise is immune to plane crashes. I don't know if plane pickups are also true. So, as this occurs, I'm trying to think about what they're going to do. They instead, like, the old fatherly movie comes in and, like, hey, uh, we're going to be really batshit crazy for the next 20 minutes. And I'm like, (laughs) we have 20 minutes of movie left? And they're like, yeah, we have 20 minutes um, and we're going to be absolutely batshit crazy with it. Like, okay. Yeah, it, it's the, the script, the script came in and was like, Hey buddy, how are you doing? And we're like, fine. This has been great so far, but they're, they're stuck. How are they going to, how are they going to get out? Are we setting up? For how are they going to get out? And then, and he's like, Oh, don't you worry. Um, we're, we're going to take this. That's my suspension of disbelief. Yeah. We're going to put that way up here. And you just don't worry about that for the next 15, 20 minutes. Just have a good time. What? Well, then what what are we going to do with it? And Tom Cruise finds an F-14. Now, this is Chekhov's F-14. They talked about this thing way earlier in the movie when they were talking about this, like... when Yeah, when they were setting up the mission... They do this over this intel overfly where they're talking about the airfield and the enemy airsats assets, and there's this quote unquote throwaway line of they even have a couple of old M uh, F-14s there, which which lends credits to the lends credits uh, to the fact that maybe not Russia, maybe Iran and Russia because Iran had 14s. Right. Or, um, the, Iran did way better with their 14s than we did. Yeah. They, they, they shot it. Guys, if you, if, yeah, if you want to see like some cool historical stuff, uh, there are legit aces from Iran in F 14s, and they are, they are legit fighter aces. Because mm-hmm. um, we, we tend to kill you know, the planes the Iraqi, on the ground. The Iraqi fighter pilots were not pushovers. They were not working with great equipment, but they weren't pushovers in that fight. No. So. They find they literally walk onto the base that they've already bombed with all those Patriot missiles. Yeah, and they're, like, <laughs> they're just like, look like you belong, look like you belong, look like you belong. Look which, like honestly, at hurry, first hurry. I was like, this is stupid. And then I thought, wait, who's going to ask two dudes in flight suits what they're doing? Especially with the the airfield in in tatters, and you clearly scrambling to do exactly what these two guys are going to do. Right. So the plausibility went like, no, 
actually. <laughs> no, no, no. But at the same time, possibly yes. Yeah. Um, As you and I well know, displaying a badge doesn't have to be the correct badge. Displaying a badge, a badge. or having a reflective vest on or carrying something that means um, they look enough like they're supposed to be where they're at. Not my problem. I'm not going to ask them anything about it. So two fighter pilots going toward a jet fighter, a two-seater jet fighter, not the craziest thing that's happening right now. They get there, they start this thing up, and they bomb the airfield, so they use the what about the taxiway? Yep, they to use take the taxiway, and, and Tom basically jump-starts it like he's going off the catapult. He sets the wings up, everything like he was going off the catapult wing stuff of, an, air, of an aircraft carrier. Wing. And and Goose Jr. Rooster here is like, Mav, what? Do, why are the wings out, Mav? He's clearly he's clearly giving all these same like, <coughs> we're not supposed to do this vibes. This isn't okay, how so it's supposed to work vibes. This, this scene thing. wasn't for it's me. Funny. I know this wasn't for me. This was a scene that was very clearly for boomers in the audience to be like, damn millennials don't know about variable wind technology. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, oh, I yeah. felt like you know, poor Rooster sitting in the back of this plane like, what What do I do back there? And he's like, well, your dad did all that. I don't know. Figure it out. Yeah, like, yeah. well, uh, you're, that was your dad's bucks. job. I don't know. I just do the stuff in this seat. And there's a there's a later scene because obviously they make it off they they take off they take off their front landing gear and you're like hmm that'll be a problem later but we'll get to that and so they take off they're airborne again and yay Maverick's back in an F14 and Goose's son is flying Rio and <laughs> we have a we have a classic like uh, the technology in the old days sure was. Uh, Sure was. Sure was. There. Sure was. They're like, hey, get on the radio. We have to contact the carrier group so they know a not to shoot us and b that we're coming. Um, so you know, figure it out. And he's like, man, there are like ten billion switches back there and here, and they're all analog. Like, I'm not used to this. <laughs> and Tom's basically like, uh, th that was your dad's job. I guess start flipping things and we'll. Yeah. Uh, Oh look, the uh, the SU fifty sevens are here. Yeah, so <laughs> two SU fifty sevens come up, uh, which there were like a total of four, which I think is three more than actually exist in the real world. Right, <laughs> and like the SU fifty seven slide in, and it's very big. Like, oh, the big bad guy is here now, guys. Like, we are in the shit. Um, in real life now, I'm just like, oh no, those things are already out of. They uh, they, they like, do not work as advertised. I don't know why these guys are flying around an airfield. They know they can't land at, but whatever. Yeah, like they <laughs> they should be bugging the fuck out to the next place they can. Possibly looking for I'm looking for a new home. These <laughs> like, super expensive planes that they only have this many of. And I would be on the down. phone with like a neighboring country and be like, hey, put on your minister of defense and a guy with a checkbook. Yep. <laughs> I'm about to uh <laughs> we're about to uh do a friendly exchange here. This isn't even a crazy idea, guys. This has happened. Oh, like yeah. this has the, happened a number of times. Especially at the end of the Cold War, there were pilots who were just like, No, nah, I feel like joining the West. I will yeah. bring my fighter jet with me. In the Cold War, certain countries are like, You can't be a pilot if we don't have your family to hold. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, you want to be a uh, you want to be a fighter pilot for <laughs> behind the Iron Curtain? Um, your your entire family is now our hostage, so that you don't go rogue with our weapon system. So they get up there and they like fake it for a little bit, and then like, oh no, it happens. I want to say that they do the Cobra maneuver where you like stand the plane up and vest vector throw they do that like nine times in this film and and let's be clear the f-18 can't do that i understand why they did for the movie the f-18 can't do that when you call back on the stick you can't cobra maneuver an f-18 e or f it just go up so So i've actually i've heard that you can't i i was told very unequivocally by my my friend spikerman um, you can't. <laughs> so, yeah, so like I have no idea if anything. And, okay. and he flies them, so I assume Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I've heard I've heard that you can do this in other planes, that it's not that difficult of a thing. And there's other stuff back and forth. Like, let's be fair. I, I know there are neither one of us are pilots. We can't speak it. to this accurately. Just the the 18 is not one of the frames that can do it. Here's I, what I'll... I think the I think the 22 can, the 35 might be able to, but I've heard I've heard the 18 can't do it. But they do it to kind of showcase that man, Tom Cruise is a badass. He can do a cobra maneuver in an airframe that it's not supposed to. Here's what I'm gonna say though. In I I'm not a pilot. I can't speak to what can or can't do this, but I do know a little bit about radar technology. And in modern aircraft, taking your stealth fighter, which in the flat plane has very little surface area and hard for the missile to see it. And suddenly making it do this is considered a bad idea. Yeah. Let's so, give the missile something more to look at. So if your statement for like how cool Russian airplanes are is that they could do the scary Cobra maneuver, uh, my friend, the AI nine would like to have a word with you. And that word is E. <laughs> Because I don't care what maneuver you pull. That missile is better at flying than you are. That right, is we, a spelt little missile. <laughs> we, have, we have missiles That's, that don't, we don't need to see you for them to no, work. We, we, we have versions now that can fire 360 degrees around the plane. It just needs to know, oh, over there? Okay, goodbye. I'm, I'm on my way. Good luck. <laughs> um, gotcha, fam. Goodbye. So, but that doesn't happen. And we get the dog fight and we get a gun kill. And it's a cool gun kill. And we get some flares and some other cool stuff. And Maverick is truly the best fighter. Also, props to whoever trained the enemy team because they do not care what casualty rates they have taken. Correct. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, 90% they, they casualty rate. I'm still in fighters it. to this plane. And they're like, put in two more. <laughs> put, keep going. Keep going. Not only that, but keep going closer to the enemy's air response. <laughs> um, you know what we should absolutely do to this fighter that's totally just smoked two of ours? We should put our other two hyper-expensive fighters to engage it closer to the enemy aircraft carrier that can throw quick response fighters into the air, including F-35s. Right, they, because they, they're, the they're here now. was out for the for the Death Star run, for the, the contextually, the F thirty five couldn't do the Death Star run. There is nothing saying the thirty five cannot be tossed into the air for fleet fleet defense. So whoever trades nameless countries, bad guy Air Force, good for you. 
I guess. Like your ability yeah. to order Jim Bob the pilot to go forth and conquer is beyond anything. Because like, I'll be real. If if one of my homeboys dies in the air, I'm a little iffy. If nine of them die in the air, I am 180 degrees the other way on full afterburners. Like, dear, please, God, get me to a new home. I also, if I'm remembering correctly, the radar tech is like, on oh, F-14 is up in the air. And they're immediately like, that's Maverick. And I'm like, it, it re- what? Well, to, to set up that scene, it was it was... It was well done. It was well played. It was plausible kind of the thing they did um, in the sense that I don't know how like a downed pilot pack works. So I I don't know if flipping that thing on and having it start to talk to a GPS or aircraft or in the air that's saying, hey, my pilot's still there. He flipped on his come find me gear. Um, I don't know if A, that would work flying in another plane, but that's what they make it do. Yes. so Rooster flips on his "Come Find Me" pack, and when they pick it up, uh, because he flips it, he flips it on once they get in the air. And uh, in the fourteen, and <laughs> so the radar tech is like, "Hey, we found Rooster. His pack just came on." And they're like, "Yay, Rooster's alive! That's good. Let's let's get uh, seesaw rolling. Let's let's get Marines." And they're like, "This doesn't make any sense, though." And they're like. What doesn't make sense about it? We, the audience, of course, know. They just stole the M14. And the radar tech's like, he's going supersonic. And then the uh, the the uh, radar aircraft, the uh, the J- J2 or one of the, the Whatever. big radar dish aircraft. P3 Orion, maybe. I don't know. It's yeah. a plane, and it's cool, yeah. and I'm having fun. Yep, It's flying around, looking at all the things. And they go, uh, guys... There's a single F-14 just hauling ass for you guys. And then they're like, Maverick. <laughs> they, they basically do a who else but Quagmire scene. <laughs> who, who else, else but Maverick? Maverick. <laughs> oh, they, and, and this is, again, so batshit crazy. Oh, it's, and it's crazy, but at this point, they the, the right. movie has handed us off. They're like, we gave you the semi-realistic Death Star run mission that they they ran. Right. And they gave like, you all the numbers and how like this was dangerous and flying through and everything like that. We slowly put more and more they build up this whole suspension of disbelief thing throughout the movie from like, you know, test aircraft, you know, could could not happen. Um Fighter training, definitely like realistic, realistic numbers, everything like that, realistic air speeds and maneuvers and, and whatnot. And then we slowly build up more and more and more back to suspension of disbelief. And they get us to that magical point when uh, Rooster and uh, Maverick are down behind enemy lines. It's like, all right, time for the <laughs> time for the finale. Enjoy. <laughs> Now we're gonna have a movie. <laughs> <laughs> now we're now we're gonna have a movie, and, and so we we just go nuts with it. And fucking Maverick smokes one two uh, uh, SU fifty sevens in a dogfight with an F fourteen, and uh, <laughs> then the then the last one comes out in and is uh, fighting them, and of course. The kind of dickhole pilot saves them at the end, comes in, smokes them with a with an AMRAM and um is like, hey, hey. And then he says the line from earlier in the movie that was kind of made him a dick. He says it again, and you're like, all right, 
you know, respect for you, sir. They they kind of do another Iceman scene with him because he's he's great value Iceman for the movie. He he really is, and he does a fantastic job. He, he does. Has, he, he is owns, great value he owns Iceman. The role, like, he owns the role real well. And so he does the great value Iceman thing. He saves them at the end when Maverick, when you're basically like, well, they didn't kill him the first time, but are they going to kill him and Goose at the end? Like, I know. They wouldn't let him do that. But how are they going to pull it off? And he's like, ha ha, air interception. It's like, I feel like the fighter pilot of the SU-57 should have considered, hmm, the carrier battle group clearly can launch F-18s <laughs> my airbase and my secret nuclear missile thingy site. I am in range right now. I should consider this before hunting down this 14 that's already smoked two of my other planes. No, all he, he all, all he knows is wear face-concealing helmet. Yeah, wear scary face-concealing helmet. And, and chase bad guys. Like, that's all my man <laughs> know how to do. chase 14. <laughs> um, all right. So we've talked about the movie in great depth for a really long show. Also... You can come back into the room, editor. <laughs> You're good, Caleb. You're good. Um, oh, did I just give away who the editor oh, is? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Um, if you haven't seen this movie, you should go see it in movies, in the movie theater, which is what it, they want it to It is see. definitely a theater-worthy movie. There are, there are a lot of shows in a lot of movies nowadays that hit the theater and then small screen very quickly just because that's the age of tech we live in. Um thanks to digital tech, we can simultaneously put them out on both. That's that's fine. We can do that. This is definitely a movie to see in theaters. It's built for that experience and it's well worth it. Absolutely. If it comes back around, which has been a common thing, I think, I can't confirm, I'd have to look it up, but I think they're going to do an extended cut theater run. Oh, that's yeah. Gonna give, that's sure. going to give some uh, more footage. I'm not expecting a Lord of the Rings extended cut here, but we, we might have we might Solidly have another fun adventure hours. here with the uh, with the director's cut or the extended cut on this one. So, but uh, guys, let us know what you thought of this. Do you want us to talk about more fun movie stuff, or did you hate it? It won't change how we operate, but it is fun to let us know how you feel. Mm -hmm. uh, but for Gunday Brunch, I'm Jack, and I'm Keith, and we're out of here. <laughs>